Hello and welcome to Kung Fu Junto's special one-shot movie review for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jet Lee. Ooh. Tetris. That's right. Well, gently from what? Let's go deep down. Am, am, are, is this a hero situation or am I hero? The, the what? one. Yeah. You remember Hero? The, the movie Hero? I do. But what I think is, you know, man. That, yeah, what's your that, Jet when, you, when you think Jet Li, do you go to Hero? Is that the first thing comes I, to your mind? I, I thought that was a great movie. I loved Hero. I thought it was terrific. So, I mean, why not go to that one? There's so many ones you get. You go to Cradle to the Grave. Is that that's kind of the situation we have, isn't it? Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Do you, <laughs> I, I go to Mulan when I think of Jet Li. I go straight to Mulan. Mulan. That's okay. not true. I no. am totally. I'm totally let's, joking. let's not do that. I go to Unleashed. You remember the one where he was? Oh a, yeah, you're my dog. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do dog. remember that. Jet Li. I do remember Whew. that. Jet Li is the man, uh, and it, uh, totally appropriate. Although you know, inappropriate. I'm not Jet Li, folks. I'm white. Okay, let's just get uh, it out the way. Yeah. All right, yeah. but uh, totally yeah. appropriate because we're going to be talking about Marvel's, I think, tribute to wuxia movies and martial art uh, 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 cinema as popularized in the West. Uh, not because of Jet Li, but I think if you are our age, Jet Li was a heavy hitter when yeah. it comes to that yeah, genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I am so excited to talk about this movie. And as the, the movie begins with some narration that this is a, it's based on a tale that is told and retold over millennia, look at us telling this tale a millennia later. The movie came out a couple weeks Many ago. Many moons later. <laughs> the movie came out a couple Many weeks moons. ago. But like, you know, this tale is told and retold. That's, that's what I learned. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, there, you know? yeah there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that we have to catch up on that's right but we're still here we're still showing up we're still doing episodes and this episode is going to be dedicated to shung shi um and the legend of the ten rings so mm -hmm. internet we are going to spoil this movie we are going to warn you now if you have never seen shung shi and the legend of the ten rings this is your warning yeah Mm -hmm. we are going to spoil this movie we are going to review it in full detail no holds barred, no comments held back on this movie and the wider Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. You are being warned. We highly suggest that you go see this movie and then come back and join us and hear what we have to say. If you've already seen it, we highly suggest that you stay and listen to us talk about it and have conversations about it and then rate it. Um, one out of 100. Shout mm -hmm. out to Quran. No, we're not going to rate it <laughs> one out of 100. <laughs> no, actually, what we're going to do today, we're going to rate it one out of 10 rings, I think is what well, we're going to yeah. do. Ah. It's a one ring situation okay. or a 10 ring situation. Yeah. I think that is. Out of 27, what's your rating? <laughs> I would say 13 is about an average. <laughs> right. 13 is about 50%. Anyway, these are really deep inside baseball jokes that y'all don't get if you weren't riding ATVs with us this weekend. That's right. Octavius's birthday. birthday was recently, we went out to uh, uh, East Bip as they call it, out in the boonies. Yeah, yeah. Out uh, there. In Pennsylvania, we in rode four-wheelers uh, out there. Nobody got hurt. Eight of us uh, went out there. Eight of us came home safely. No, nine. Nine, nine, nine of us, of us. Uh-oh. We had two close calls. <laughs> yes, we had two close Apparently, calls. Apparently, we had some people who were taking photos on the course, even though they were specifically told not to. <laughs> yeah, Put right. Put us all at risk. That's right. No drifting, no selfies, the two most popular stunts. Uh, yeah. But we had, uh, uh, we had a Fast and the Furious Pocono Drift yesterday. Yes. 
And I'm furious with myself, actually, that I didn't make that joke at the time. That was a good one. That just rolled right (laughs) off the top. Um, But we had a good time, and uh, we we got lunch, dinner, you know, that in-between meal where you don't know what time Mm -hmm. it is exactly. Mm -hmm. And we got into a conversation about movie grading and the American education system. Yeah, which it went folks, all over the place. Yeah, we'll spare you the details because at, at the end of the day, it was a stupid conversation. We it got nowhere. The American with. grading system, Kanye West, Drake, <laughs> um, uh, movies. What's an A plus movie? We got yeah. into the Matrix. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hereditary. Right. You know. Yeah, chicken wings. Yeah. It went all over the place. You <laughs> had a, to be there, but on you a weren't. Scale but of, all... On a scale of Donda to Sopranos, what would you right. give it? You were like, hold <laughs> on. With the Sopranos. Listen, <laughs> you guys don't care about this conversation, but uh, it definitely got to the Sopranos and who has seen it and why. Whatever. But Sorry. we've all seen Shang-Chi. Hopefully, yes. if you're still here, yes. that's the spoiler wall is going up. Yes. Okay. Uh, allow me, if I may, uh, every every time we do a one-shot and when we put the spoiler wall up, I want to make this thematic for what we're doing here. So the spoiler wall is unlocked today. Uh, if you if you grab two amulets, okay, and you use mm. those joints as keys mm-hmm. in, in like a, a, a decorated wall, right? A mural, maybe it's carved. And then you, you put okay. those, you put both of those in and you turn those, or what were they? They were the eyes of a dragon. That's right. Correct. You, you put Correct. those in and then the spoiler wall opens up and allows you to understand how to get into spoiler territory, which we call mm-hmm. Talo. You know, some call it Talo. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Some okay. call it spoiler country. That's what's happening. So there's a lot of effort on your part Listen, yeah, you got to pick this. Right. But that means that effort is, is deliberate. You chose this, and uh, we're going to hop over that wall. And then you're in spoiler country, or Talo, like I said. Right. So, uh, shall we? Yes. Three, right. two, one, spoilers. It's your fault. If That's you're right. still here, it is, in fact, your fault. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. So. Let's 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 get into this. Oh, if you had, we to spent give your... fifteen minutes already. Could we have to talk about the movie still? <laughs> yeah. If you had to give your sixty second shot clock, yeah, of the general synopsis of what? Oh, first of all, let me read this. Yeah, synopsis. please come on. It's first. tradition. Okay. All right. So, Marvel Studios Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings stars Simu. You, oh man, may I? I'm so sorry. No, it's Please. okay. So uh, uh, our friend Simu Liu has given Simu Liu. Uh, he's okay. given he's given instruction on how to do this. But I, I think it was a couple months ago. He tweeted uh, during Asian Heritage Month. Simu Liu, Shong Chi, and then after that he wrote Dad. These, these are the these are the pronunciations that you can okay. refer to. Yeah, Simu Liu mm-hmm. as Shong Chi, who must confront the past he thought he left behind. When he is drawn into the web of the mysterious Ten Rings organization, mm. the film also saw. Uh, wait, why is it telling me who's? We know who's in the movie. Anyway, let's go. Let's go into IMDb. What they talking about? Shang Chi, the master of unarmed weaponry, based kung fu, is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. Mm. Try to tell me everybody in the movie. We know who in the movie. We see. We done seen it. Yeah. Okay. We done seen it. But yeah, that's that's the written synopsis. Mm-hmm. Also, what I'm seeing here. Before we get into it, we've got a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. That's what the scoring is. Very well received, um, and, the and audience, it has made a lot of money. Audience score of 98%. Yes, it's doing well. Very well. Deservedly so, and I think we're going to get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you could give a tweet length, uh, 
not tweet or like a 60 second shot clock. What happened in this movie? What, what the heck is going on? What? Ooh, ooh, what, what had happened? What had happened was uh, an origin story that isn't boring. That I'll give you that one because uh, we've we've gotten used to origin stories. This is no longer tweet length. We've gotten used to origin stories from Marvel. Right. Get, get into it. Get where into we've got to see the crime alley. We got to see the uh, Uncle Ben. We got to see the radioactive spider. And we got an origin story that introduces a new character. And y'all, Marvel figured it out. They done did it. They made an origin mm-hmm. story that is not boring. And mm. uh, I will say my tweet. The tweet that I would put out is uh, Marvel figured out how to use different genres to tell superhero stories and that's great that's that's where i'm at that doesn't necessarily describe the content but like it's convoluted you know my man's yeah. has has been separated from his family for a long time there's a dragon involved there are very strange animals <laughs> we got ben kingsley is back shocking yeah. to many uh, you know there's so many different parts of this but uh, if if anybody anyone were on the fence about this movie, if you were a fan of martial arts films at all, we're talking House of Flying Daggers and Hero and you know uh, Crouching Tiger. If you were a fan of that, if it moves you in any way, you mm-hmm. must see this. It was excellent, a terrific tribute to the genre. I think. Here's what I give you about what happens in this movie. Basically, Please. we are introduced to Sean, who is basically a regular dude. Who happened to live in San Francisco, was it? Yeah, I believe so. Come to find out, um, he and his good friend, uh, what is Aquafina going by? Katie. Katie. He and Katie are good friends who are kind of like what the movie's telling us, according to their friends, are slackers. People who are not living up to their capabilities, aren't doing everything that they possibly could do. And in the process of them being valet drivers and karaoke professionals, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Sean at the time is presented with um, a letter that ultimately says, hey, you know, you need to come check out your sister. That's right. As Sean goes back to check out his sister, ultimately what ends up going down is he gets sucked into the 10 rings gets reconnected with his father, gets reconnected with the legacy that he uh, kind of left behind. And we get deeper into um, this question of who am I really? Yeah. When it comes into who I want to be, who my mother was, who my father was, and what the legacy is, what people expect of me, who do I want to be and how do I address that? And all of that is couched in amazing, in an amazing Kung Fu movie. Yeah. That, um, ultimately pays an homage to many of the, the, sup- the, 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 the I was about to say superhero, I mean, kind of superheroes. Oh yeah. The amazing martial arts film superheroes from Jet Li to Jackie Chan to Bruce Lee. You know, I saw a little bit of all of my favorites in this movie. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, we've got that polish of the Marvel fantasticalness mm-hmm. and the CG and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I would say generally what happened. In this movie. It's a long tweet, but I think you got it done. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was trying to say within 60 seconds. That's I was right. trying to get the shot off. That's right. That's um, right. So when you finish watching this movie, because I have seen it twice, what was your gut reaction when you came out of the theaters? Gut reaction was satisfaction, honestly, ultimately. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I felt full. I, like, uh, you know, when you go to see a movie and you're hoping that it's good, but you really don't know. It could go one way or the other. Pleasantly surprised. Very happy. You got what you came for. So... That was my reaction. I went with someone who has not seen many of the MCU movies. 
And so we were kind of gauging, you know, how is this going to be as an experience for, for him, for my friend? And uh, he loved it. It was, it was an easy entry point. Marvel fanatics, you and I, we're going into this like, this is a big deal. We're introducing the fourth phase. You know, we're going to start linking and building to new heights wherever we're going, because this is yes. arguably the first move into phase four. Black Widow, of course, came out recently as well in the past several months, but Black Widow gave us a story that is going to continue, you know, somehow. Like, we know that threads are going to continue from that. They introduce new characters, and we're going to see some right. of that actually in uh, the MCU by way of you know, TV. The, I think Hawkeye, the, the sh- series which we just got a trailer for, is going to pick up on some of that. But Black Widow was also a story that can only go so far because we were spending time with a character in a prequel format She's right. gone, <laughs> you know, like spoilers. Right, right yeah. Natasha is gone. So, from what we know right now, yeah, she is. She is no more. Right. That's how we got that. Got the Soul Stone. Exactly. So, Shang Chi is the first time we are seeing. Uh, this may not be the correct verbiage, but the first member of the new Avengers. You know, like we are adding to the team. We are adding to the roster. This is the beginning, and that is very exciting because they get to do the origin story, like I pointed out. But they have to fold in so many years and so many movies to start from scratch while building continuity. So it's a it's a big deal. You you could kind of screw this up for new viewers, but I, I think they did a terrific job coming into this, giving Easter eggs and little pieces for you and I, you know, Wong entering into the scene, uh, yep. s- seeing some of those characters, you know, connecting with previous movies. That's very exciting. But on the whole, this was a fantastic Marvel superhero tribute to wuxia and martial arts movies, and I, I just felt so satisfied. I mean, I, I don't know how to say it any more beyond that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to go crazy and say this was an absolute masterpiece, a plus film. I've never seen anything better. It was a fantastic film, but it just checked all the boxes for me. I had a terrific time, so did not leave me wanting in really any way. How about you? Um, when I came out of this, I was like, man, this is really, really good. Real good. And I was sitting next to Ken, a.k.a. Simba Sparks, and he says to me, he goes, this might be recency bias. Yeah. But I think this might be the best origin MCU movie that we've gotten. Understood. And I was like, over Black Panther. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I thought of. And I was like, you might be right. Hmm. You might be right, but that's the thought that was mulling over my head. Like, man, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in it being really good, I was like, how good? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, like, of course. You know, what it, what it compared to what? Yeah. And, you know, I think when people go, oh, Iron Man is the best, it's like, no, it's, no, it's not. Sure. You know, there's, that was the first one in 2008. We've come a long way. They've gotten, you know, they've gotten better. The idea of saying the first movie that you made is the best movie you've made is like probably, we would hope not. Yeah. You know, I agree. Not not putting taking anything away from Iron Man. No, but I I would to that end. I just want to say I I think Iron Man is the best in the way that Star Wars: A New Hope is the best. You know, it has to start somewhere. Here's what I'm saying. Here's where I'm going. I'm not saying personally it's the best, but this statement is basically just praising the beginning of a universe. That's what it is, and they do a good job. They do the right stuff, but they open up the world. So you have to give the respect that it deserves. But no, come on now, like. 
No contest. Yeah, you're, new, new you're hope absolutely is, right. It's not a great movie. We all know that. Oh, right? yeah. Okay, no. All right. Yeah. Now, now we do uh, need to back off of, from this episode one of Comic Book Junto. Go back to the beginning. Scroll all the way <laughs> no, no, down. No, 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 no. Hold up. Octavius, the first episode, folks. Octavius just recommended that uh, you listen to the first episode, but I'm telling you, don't because we similarly <laughs> have gotten a lot better over time. So don't even go all hey. the way back there. See see how far we've come and uh, get the take on uh, New Hope. See, the the previous episode, the episodes that came even before episode one that we published. Oh, we sealed yeah. that joint behind a gate. The darkness is back there. <laughs> like, you, right. like, we know it ain't it's happening. We never dragon let... scales. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's never coming out. <laughs> right. Right. But, but yeah, so let's talk I, about... I'm interested in having that conversation. I'm interested in breaking this down at the, uh, you know, n- not to get too far down this road, but I have been hearing that comparison, the direct comparison, people having the conversation between uh, Black Panther and Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings. And the thing that I want to address is I think it is very easy for a lot of uh, fans and viewers, whether they mean to do this or not, to put these in similar buckets because they are the culturally different mcu films you know they are the ones that spend time outside of america outside of white protagonists and i just want to like put a flag down and say we're not gonna do that we, they stand completely separately as their own things but i think uh black panther taught a lot of valuable lessons to to marvel as a studio and to the fans that those stories can be told and be extremely appealing and as exciting and fun as literally a Captain America story, you know? And oh, yeah. And I think yeah. that's a big deal. There, yeah, they're some of the best movies that Marvel has made. Mm-hmm. That's the angle that I'm coming from. It's, man, that was really, really good. Yeah. You know, wow, this is exceptional. Man, I thought this was going to be good, but I don't know that my expectation is that it was going to be that good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think Black Panther was a similar experience. It's like, wow, this is good. I didn't know that it was going to be that good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. So I, hear you. I definitely think that Shang-Chi is one of the better things, better Marvel origin stories. Like first, first time that we get this person's story, I think it's really, 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 really good. And I understand the comparison. Yeah. You know, know what I'm saying? Sure. Not because, hey, non-white, non-white. Let's let's put them together. That's not where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming from. I grew up watching kung fu movies since I was a child. Right. You know what I mean? Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, Steven Seagal, Van Damme. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of like, course. Even back in the day when you buy the VHS tapes where they were just writing Bruce Lee, but it was Bruce L-I or Bruce L-E or Bruce L-E-I. <laughs> yeah. like, and you you were too young to understand that, that those weren't Bruce Lee movies. Right. And you go home watching me like, wait, this isn't, what is this? This isn't Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. That's like, right. So you, you got a VHS that says, enter the Dargon. And I'm like, this yeah. sounds dope. Okay. Yeah. Enter the Dragon 2. And I'm like, you made, they made a 2? And it's like, no, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was a horror that, flick too I'm like okay but, okay yeah but that's how far i go back with kung fu movies yeah. you know what i'm saying of course. so um it's it's really it was just a really really dope experience yeah um which leads me into next question like what is the best moment of the movie like what did you love the most what was your favorite part that stands out to you for me it seems like a pretty easy answer it's the bus fight 
Uh, I, you know, mm. I think a lot about Marvel movies and, and some of the more iconic, uh, you know, really well shot, really well choreographed fight scenes. And one of the conversations going into Shang-Chi is it, clearly they have to have the best choreography in this. They must, because we have cool fight scenes in a lot of them, but in Western movies, we have a lot of cuts, you know, we want to make people look like they're better fighters and the punch yes. hits harder because we cut in a way to make your mind see that movement a little differently. Well, in, in uh, martial arts films, you don't have that many cuts. Of course, you're cutting this. It's still cinematography. It's still a film, but it's cut differently because these these dudes are training. They have the prowess. Michelle Yeoh can do that, you know? Like, Simu Liu can do this. And so they can yeah. shoot differently. Yeah. And I think that's a big deal because we're having this conversation of, you know, how is this going to fit into the MCU? How will the film look different, feel different, move differently? And the first time that was answered for me in this movie was the bus fight. The scene, the setting is extremely interesting. The stakes are very high. I want to shout out the, the choreography of everyone in that scene. It just flows yeah, yeah, yeah. and works. And it just, it, I was hype. My blood was running high. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo. And uh, yeah. I also want to shout out the choice of soundtrack. Marvel movies don't usually hit it big when it comes to the soundtrack. Here's another reason for us to connect this to Black Panther. Black Panther wins big because the Black Panther soundtrack is remarkable like genuinely right. remarkable and uh the the song that's playing is perfectly set for that bus fight i was amped and i think that set the stage for me and from there they keep you know uh leveling up and leveling up but i'm, I'm always going to think about that i thought that was fantastic i love that plus we got the dude who says do a flip spider-man that guy's <laughs> yeah, back yeah i'm about yeah, that guy. He's back. i like that guy is that from my martial arts experience? What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Right, I'm going to try to commentate this real quick because I got a little, you know what I mean? I've done a little kung fu myself. It's like, yeah. no, you haven't, sir. I love <laughs> no, this haven't. man. People are saying but online he's that great. he's like he's like the new Stan Lee. He's just going to keep showing up in every film like, at the right time, man, at the that right would, place. That would, I wouldn't be mad at that. Very he's, a, he's, a fun, he's a fun little callback. Like, what's his name? Salmon Twitch? Yeah. From you know Spawn? those characters yeah. from the old Spawn joints? Yeah. Um, anyway, my favorite yeah, part of this movie is obviously the kung fu has to be the kung fu i i i just say going all the way back to <laughs> danny bland <laughs> and <laughs> us being like you gotta be kidding me yeah you know what i mean and one of the kung fu junto comments that we say is we gotta see him move you know i can say and this is part of what makes me go, man, this might be one of the best that Marvel has done mm. when it comes to origin stories is because of all of the Marvel movies do some form of combat. Yeah. No combat is to not have a Marvel movie. All of them do. Yeah. You know, they're comic and books, all of action them, comic books after all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And all of them do some sort of combat martial art. And to just see Sean and Shang-Chi go in there and just get busy and I 1 million percent believe it down to the Jackie Chan callbacks, you know, to all of the stunts and climbing over stuff and swinging yeah. around. Fighting and on the scaffolding. Um, that felt yeah, very Jackie almost Chan. getting hit and falling mm -hmm. and kind of, whoa, 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 like all that kind of, it's very, the, uh, the kind of little bit of the comedy in what they're doing in the martial arts. Mm -hmm. Man, you couldn't even tell when there was a stunt double and when it, you know what I mean? You couldn't tell. 
And I loved it. And they sat there in great Kung Fu movie, you know, style and let you see these people go on for more than two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. The Kung Fu man and the very, like even down to the crouching tiger when, you know, when Wu um, is in Tao, Tao Long, is it Tao Long? Tao Lo. Tao Lo. Yeah. And he first meets Lee. You know, yeah. or lie. I'm sorry if I'm. I really apologize if I'm mispronouncing. Yeah, he, name. when he first meets Lee, that that was also a highlight for me. That fight scene. This yes. is one of the reasons why I love this film because the martial arts are are in genres of themselves. You know, you you will see different fighting styles. They mean different things. They convey different messages. And the yes. fight scene on the bus is obviously frenetic and wild and kind of Jackie Chan and a little matrixy almost, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but that but fight scene between in- Wen Wu and Lee, it, that's a dance, man. And I loved Beautiful. watching that because it's characterization in the choreography. The way that Wen Wu fights says something about him the way they leave yeah, fights more of a hungar yes. style with the yes with yeah. the closed fist and lee keeps an open palm and she mm-hmm. waits for him and she is communicating literally and mm-hmm. and fitter, figuratively she's communicating with her environment it says a lot about her it says a lot about talo about where she came from and i think yes. that's a really incredible way of connecting some of these story beats about you know, th- thematically, Shang-Chi is about where you came from and having to com- the conflict of I came from my father and his flaws. I came from my mother and what made her who she is. What am I? How, who, who do I pick from? How do I choose my destiny? Um, man, what a, it, it was a special movie. It really was. It felt like a special movie. It tapped into something. Yes. Now, let's get into the part that we may have liked the least. Okay. If you if you don't have anything off top, I do have something off top. I do have something off top, but I, I, I've been... Go ahead. Go I'm, ahead. Just, I'm just spouting, man. I, I want to let you get into it, though. You okay. know? I can say that my least favorite part was the death of the death dealer. Okay, yeah. Go on about that. The death dealer, if you don't know, is um, the character who's kind of masked up and we never see their face, and it's kind of the disciplinarian yeah. when uh, Shonchi is 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 training in the beginning, and they have this amazing fight scene, and they get they're going for it, and then we see that uh, Shung is is finally going to like deal this death blow and finally get his revenge and all that kind of stuff. So I'm thinking they're just kind of leading up to this amazing end fight. Yeah, and when one of those soul suckers just grabs the death deal and just. And just, I was like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I understand. That's mm-hmm. not what the movie is about. Mm-hmm. The movie, that is not the big bad of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, Win Wu is the actual person who Shang-Chi has the real conflict with. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's the person who he really has to look in the eye and address. Sure. But. I just kind of expected, you know what I mean? It was kind of like lackluster. Like, I'm like, who is this person? What's going on? What's going to happen? And then just to kind of be like, boop. I was like, oh. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's a shame. It's a shame because Death Dealer was a very cool mini boss, you know? Death Dealer looked legit. Death Dealer, when Death Dealer shows up, 
you know what's going down. It was going to provide a challenge to uh, uh, Sean and to uh, his sister, Xialing. We haven't even gotten into her, and she was yeah. incredible. Um, you know, like whenever Death Dealer was there, the iconography was good, the mask, the outfit, all that, the colors, and also the fight scenes were legit. What you are saying is leading into my downside of this film, which was not just the end, but not just the the end of that character, but the finale generally. You know, one thing that Marvel does as a template is they set up this really interesting movie. You get characterization and cool character beats, but just about all of them in their own way end with big CG budget popping explosions. Yeah. Yep. You know, you can just come to expect it. And this movie was checking some of those MCU boxes, but very beautifully mm-hmm. balancing with these genre films and this tribute to a you know another culture, I would say. And for the finale to just devolve into two CG big monsters fight each other while you know our, our heroes are helping the good dragon fight the bad one. Does it look awesome? Yes. Do I like the character design? Definitely. But it is not, it is suddenly not the language that makes this movie special anymore. Because those fight scenes, we just talked about that. The fight scenes convey character and emotion. And I wanted that. I wanted a very beautiful, dramatic, poetic fight between characters. I want to see them speaking to each other with their fists, with their body. But instead, we got a character we had never seen until the very last, you know, third of the movie or whatever, last quarter. The 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 John that's locked behind the uh, the gate, the giant soul sucker or whatever that thing was called. Yeah, and it, it looks cool. The but mega whatever. Yeah, it fights the dragon, and suddenly those things take center stage, and they're not the center stage. You know, like they are just not the most important parts of the movie, and that means that our our uh, protagonist and our hero, he's just gotta be a very literally a tiny part of the movie. He is like real small compared to these <laughs> guys. Literally. And it's yeah, like, no, yeah. don't switch it up. Now you have such a good thing going. And I understand that this is the Marvel formula. It has worked. It will work. It continues to work. But I would say it is easily the weakest part of the movie for me. And for that to be the end of the movie is a bummer because it leaves that taste in your mouth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I understand that. And me too. That, also, when I think about that, it helps me to really process what is this movie about? Mm. And that's the question I like to ask us now. From watching this movie, consuming this movie, I've seen it twice. I don't know. How many times have you seen it? Only one time. Okay. And we've had some time to process it. What do you think the storytellers and the directors are trying to point us to? Like, look at this. Pay attention to this. Walk away with this. Um, and I, I'd like to po- pose that to us, and I can start off by answering it. Please. One of the things that I think about in the Death Dealer thing, and going like, oh, it's not about that. And even in um, the giant dragon fight, and going, this is cool, but it's also not about that. It's about the moment when Sean, uh, or Shang-Chi, is sitting talking to his aunt uh is it ying nan or uh, uh, michelle anyway i'm i'm sorry with the mispronunciation michelle michelle you they 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 have that fight yeah. together uh in talo yeah. which is really beautiful right mm-hmm. and there and there's this moment where sean is fighting with her and she's showing him like okay 
you got to teach me how to beat my father. Even the yeah, can you teach me some moves? Kind of a movement, like doing this airbending thing. Mm -hmm. And they're having this fight, and they're having this this combat. And she's like, you know, listen, everything that is your mother, and everything that is your father, is you. Mm. That's what this is about. Yeah, you know, this whole conversation in the beginning of the movie where Sean and Katie are sitting there in front of their friends. And in the beginning, they, her friend basically goes, you guys are the biggest underachievers I know. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. You're both amazing, and neither one of you are anywhere close to living up to your, your, your abilities. Yeah. Why don't you actually try and go out there and put some effort out? And Katie's literally going, man, being a valet is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is she talking about? What kind of, comment, what kind of commentary is she saying? And understanding that that is the theme stated when are you going to live up to your expectations mm-hmm. when are you going to actually stop hiding behind and when you're going to live up to your abilities excuse me stop hiding behind other people's expectations going i'll stay smaller so that way i don't have to deal with the disappointment and when sean stands in front of his dad and goes i'm not scared of you mm. and he goes yes you are and they have this con- not only conversation but this fight in between them and Sean is standing there, similar to where his mother stood in front of him, going, I know who I am. I have clarity in who I am. I am you. I am my mother. And that makes me and I get to be who I want to be, mm-hmm. you know? And that is what I walk away from this movie about. It's not about 10 rings. Mm-mm. Those are just a representation of things. And yeah. The handing off of the, <laughs> the 10 rings from Win Wu to, to Sean, in a sense, is kind of going like, Yes, you are, you are fully formed. Like, you can take the mantle now. You know, he's like, if you want to be strong enough to carry these rings, you're going to have to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even when his mother, pass, his mother passes or is murdered in front of him, he's yelling at him, how come you didn't do anything about it? It's like, what the hell you want me to do? I'm a kid. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I am who I am. Yeah. And that's what I walked away from this movie with. And I love the way that in amazing kung fu, kung fu movie fashion, they go, yeah, it's about Kung Fu, but it's not. It's really not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This movie isn't really about Kung Fu. This is all just, these are tools. These are illustrations to showcase a bigger story of like, you are both. You are your past and you get to make your future. You're your mother and father and you're your own person. Yeah. Who are you going to do? And when you're passed down, when this power, when this mantle's passed down to you, who are you going to be? Yeah. That's what I walk away from. That's what this movie is about. That's what Shang-Chi is about. And as you move forward and you're stand, standing in front of, of Wong going like, hey, sorry, pal. <laughs> you're here now. I ain't go- you, you can't go back. You can't yeah. be a valet anymore. Right, right. That's kind of like the big, the, the big like I, cherry on top. It's like, now you can't leave. Uh-huh. You, you can't go back. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can no longer be an underachiever. You have yeah. no choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to build on that and say, you know, while I I am on the outside looking in because I have never experienced this role, I, to me, Shang-Chi was a movie about being an immigrant. It's an immigrant story. It is, it is about leaving a place that was home, whether you were cognizant of it, maybe you were old enough to remember or you were so young that you don't have those memories, but people tell you all the time and you go somewhere different right. and you have to figure out who you are based on where you are now 
where you came from, what you've been told by your ancestors, what your expectations are culturally. You know, uh, uh, Shang-Chi goes to America and takes a new name. It is common for, you know, uh, uh, Chinese Mm, immigrants to go to America and to take on a new name because they know, they look around at all these white folks and Americans and they're like, they're not going to be able to say my name. They won't say it correctly and it'll it'll be hard for me to form relationships or, you know, there's so many levels to it. So he takes on the name, which is funny that they go into it. He chooses Sean. Every, you know, people can get down with Sean, not Shang-Chi, but Sean. And, you know, the, the experience of coming from a father who at a time was a bad guy, you know, this dude scouring the world who has been alive for ages on ages and then fell in love with a woman and settled down and tried to become a father in a, a good one and then went back to his old ways of being power hungry and grieving in a way where he was searching for revenge and trying to build his son to use him as a tool to exact revenge on the people who took his love away. Right. You know, and then the beauty of his mother, you know, they are figures who represent all of these different expectations of who you are supposed to be now. And then there's Talo. You are a person who is from Talo. You are a Chinese person. You are this, you are that. And so for me, this was a story of being an immigrant. And even in Katie's case, you know, I've heard a lot of people, I know you and I both I've heard a lot of people who are just tired of Aquafina. You know, like Aquafina That's shows up and we're gonna going I know around. we're gonna talk on this, but some people are tired tired of seeing Aquafina and her like her shtick. I think she does a good job in this. But I remember listening to a podcast where someone said, uh, uh someone who was a um uh Chinese American said, Aquafina is a good figure for being an American Asian person and being an Asian American. She like, she often is in these opportunities. The film, the farewell is a good example as well, where she very good. Movie. Terrific. And that's another movie, movie about, you know, the straddling the line between multiple cultures and trying to understand how to honor your, your culture, where you come from, who you are now and where you're going. And I think Katie in this movie plays you know, that role. She is another example of the immigrant story of, uh, I'm trying to figure out who I am, what my destiny is, who chooses it for me. And I love seeing Shang-Chi, you know, figure that out by way of mysticism and like actual, honest to God, fantasy. You are from a magical, incredible place. You have these skills that nobody has. And also you got to be a regular dude. So where are you going to be? How are you going to choose that? So I, th- that's, that's what this hit me as. And I think there are levels, you know, thematically, it's a romance. It's about a guy who lost the love of his life and it drives him mad. It's about people who can be redeemed. I mean, Wen Wu got chances, you know, like oh, yeah. he started not so good. He came around. It went bad again. Yeah. He came around. <laughs> so like we're, we're, it's another story about second chances. There's a lot involved here. Marvel even takes shots at their own selves with uh, Ben Kingsley in this movie. I thought that yeah, was an interesting right. element, and I'm still trying to weigh how I feel on that. But uh, yeah, for me, that, that, that's kind of how it wraps up, building on what you were saying, you know, choosing who you are and the cultural complexity that goes into that. I think this movie does a good job of that. And I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Now that Wong shows up, I'm excited to see, okay, you have gotten confident in yourself. Like you said, Ak. You have, you've gotten confident in yourself. You are no longer afraid of your father, of your past. You embrace it. What are the new challenges that are going to shape you? What are the new obstacles 
that are going to make you into a, a, a hero, a new man. Yes. Very excited to see where, where the character goes from here. Correct. So now, speaking of where we go from here, that's a great segue into the next thing I would love to talk about. I want to talk about the Ten Rings. I want to actually talk about the actual Ten Rings that are on the forearms. Yes. First of all, amazing design. So very Whoever dope. Extremely dope. came up with that concept, I'm like, give that person a raise. Yeah. Because going from actual rings on your fingers to rings that are like bracelets, what a dope look. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, man, that's an amazing accessory. Just like yeah. walking around with these bracelets on. I'm you like, got, he got that Talo drip. <laughs> right? Yeah. When we look dope. I yeah. Like, Bro. Like, it's also the- like big video game vibes. You know, I was seeing him fighting with those rings and feeling Kratos with the, <sighs> you know, with the blades of chaos, yeah. the way that he swings yeah. those and they come back to him. It just looked amazing. Good. Yeah. I love, I love the look. I love seeing the fight and the way it it like propels you into the air kind of cushions you when you fall uh-huh. you can do your regular martial arts but at the same time you can use them to almost like a uh, you know a, a rocket for your arm you know what i'm saying and the way when Wu is doing all this martial arts and then when sean gets it he's able to, to the, the colors change and all that kind of stuff bro okay hold however on. hold on shang chi turned into supersonic at the end of this movie all right he turned into okay. Super Sonic. If you play Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, and you see Sonic is c- collecting rings. What color are they? They're gold rings. And when he turns into Super Sonic, those rings are circling around him, and he's like, you know, DBZ style, right? He went Super Saiyan. At the end of right. this movie, uh, uh, Shang-Chi, he's got gold rings <laughs> floating around him. And he mm-hmm. wails on dad. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Before the pandemic hit, the last movie I saw in the theater, Sonic. When the movie wow. when movies come back and I'm finally going back into the theater and seeing it, oh man, this looks a lot like Sonic again. <laughs> man, something in the water over there. I don't know what's going on, but I was a fan yeah. of it. Yeah. So I, I love the rings. I yes. love the 10 rings. Here is, I, ha- I, have, I have questions though. Yeah, okay. Here, here we go. They did such a good job with the Ten Rings. Oh, we've toppled governments. Oh, we've done this. We've done that. You know, we've, uh, it's almost like they meant like, well, damn, Win Wu was Win Wu Thanos. Like, you know what I mean? Like the way they made it sound in this movie is like, he's this unstoppable force. And the way they visually show you the Ten Rings in use, it's like, man, Iron Man can't stand in front of Win Wu with the Ten Rings. He just yeah. blow them apart. It almost, Looked like, could anyone that we've ever met stand in front of Win Wu with ten rings? According to a the story you just told me, and b what you just showed me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? With my eyes, which you did such an amazing job of. Now I get into. Wait a minute. What are the ten rings? Mm-hmm. How do they work? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Because they seem almost. OP. Yeah. You're like overpowered because is it more powerful than vibranium? You know, if you, if, if when Wu or were to hit T'Challa in the chest with the vibranium absorb it, what would happen if he hit Th- uh, Thor? What would happen if he hit Cap Shield? What would happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, because the way you just, again, the way you showed it to me, it's like, man, is, the, is this the most powerful thing in the, kind of like Loki, is this the most powerful thing in the universe? But then, 
But then you show me that Lee airbended them away from him. Mm. So wait, what? Are you so saying? Wait, are you saying that and uh, this is, the rules are a little loose? Well, it's not the so so. I'm I'm kind of getting into it, but I'm being long-winded, uh-huh. so I'll shorten it up. Uh-huh. Here's the thing about kung fu movies that I love, and also makes me go, "Wait a minute, how does this work in the MCU?" Part of kung fu movies is chi, uh-huh. or like force, or yeah. power, or this almost like thing that you just kind of go yeah sure whatever if you say so there is an you know energy I mean? you don't ask in the, the world. energy yeah. or like man yeah. mana or you know what i'm saying like what uh-huh. just there's just this thing yeah, of course in kung fu movies and stories that just like will almost like if i just try hard enough get up kind of thing or like grit your teeth or furrow your fur kind of moments in kung fu movies we just go yes okay sure and in Shung Chi, I was doing the same thing. Yeah, sure, whatever. If you, yeah, you could. Yup, you've got the ten rings, and you can blow up a, a giant dragon. Okay, yeah, sure. But can Iron Man do? And then you start. Well, could Iron Man have defeated the dragon? Well, mm. so if he could defeat the dragon, can he defeat? Can he? Well, could Thanos? So if the, you know what I mean, like, and I think part of it is just the of it all just the spirituality of martial arts and martial arts movies that just kind of goes unquestioned because why do i need to question it mm-hmm. if you tell me because you have focus chi mana whatever mm-hmm. i say yes because sure. i have nothing to compare it to but yeah. you're in the mcu now i'm almost like you're going to have to explain this to me. You're going to have to explain this. And you didn't explain it, and that's okay. But even in this movie, she basically airbended the rings off course. Mm-hmm. So if he's calling them back, he can just, a gust of wind can just blow them off course in their mind now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because Sean did the same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, well, so how does this work? Mm-hmm. You know, I, is, can, I mean, you, I, you understand what I'm trying to say? And they I didn't do, explain I do. that. And I don't, I don't need them to explain it right now. But I'm saying you're going to have to explain this. Because Sean, as he moves forward, who's going to challenge him? You're going to have sure. to take the rings away. You're well, going to have to depower him somehow. Look, like, you're going to have to do this something. Is, this is the forever conundrum of like comic books generally, right? You, know, y- you defeat the most powerful thing ever using these rules and movesets. And eventually, in order to continue telling stories, you got to come up with an even more powerful something that uses different rules because right. the heroes need to optimize and get strong and all that stuff all over again. And then in addition to that, you know, Marvel deals in genre. So this is a conflict that has been in comics forever and ever. Uh, Iron Man uses technology to understand the world, literally to control uh, the world and have power, right? That's how that works. Dr. Strange is casting spells. My guy is Harry Potter, right? And so it is a, it is a completely different language of the universe. And they, Sometimes just deal with it and they're like, yes, these things coexist. And other times they utilize that to create conflict. You have Tony Stark looking at Doctor Strange and saying, none of this shit makes sense. And you have Doctor Strange looking at Tony and saying, you have a very puny grasp on the world, but you think you're so smart. And I think it'll be something like that, you know, in that. Shang-Chi, uh, he he literally uses chi. He uses uh, something that is 
is ritualistic. It is cultural. It is within mm-hmm. religious mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yep. tenets of his background, of his culture. And we're guessing because the movie's not explaining it, actually. Right, right. It's kind of just going, sure, kung fu movie, I get it. Right. You know? And I think that, you know, Marvel movies and the, the storytellers making them, they have choices before them. They can have Spider-Man bump in the Shang-Chi and see him wield the t- Ten Rings and, you know, airbend, uh, if you will. And, and Peter Parker can be like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever, man. I fought a giant lizard, so, like, wh- why not, I guess. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> right. like, I've seen stuff, so why not? Or you can have these characters investigate that and say, well, hold on. Can I tap into Chi? Can Spider-Man fight like that? You know, and I think there's opportunities for collaboration where the, the heroes can uh, complement each other's skill sets by training with one another. That's dope. We don't really see that. Or we can see Not them, yet, but in the comics we do. Right, Shang Chi actually was the guy who taught Sp- Peter Parker how to fight. Exactly. Or we could see the opposite, where they draw lines and say, "My understanding," and that is, you know, that's something I think is very relevant. My understanding of the world does not include you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that that creates conflict and that creates storytelling opportunity. I'm excited to see that because everything you just outlined apply that whole conversation to the Eternals. Y'all telling me, oh, hold right. up, hold up. Y'all telling me you're you're not gods, but you're demigods. You're like basically gods. You just been chilling, sleeping, hanging out while because somebody <laughs> told you, you, yeah, you, you you better not touch that cookie. You touch that cookie and see what happened. And I think some like, of the, okay, some Dad. of the intrigue uh, from the next couple movies is how are they going to? How is Marvel? How are these directors, these writers, these actors? How are they going to pull this off? Because it seems improbable, you know. But putting all these sets together, they seem like these these bricks don't match, <laughs> you know. And, and in a lot of ways, that's the that's the fun of it, the puzzle of it. Shang Chi was originally created by two white dudes, same dude who made Thanos, Jim Starlin. He made Shang Chi. He ain't got no business <laughs> creating that character. And somehow right. they managed to take that energy. They took this character that was like legit Octavia, so racist in its storytelling and back and conception. And they, they morphed it and reappropriated it and turned it into something pure and good. And hopefully it's yeah. like an icon, a hero for a new set of fans. And that in and of itself is improbable. So, you know, I look toward phase four and what's coming next and I, I wonder, how are you going to make these fit? Because this Jenga tower is getting taller and taller, y'all. And you promised to always right. say it was going to be in, in continuity. Right. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But I do have faith in the MCU. And I do have faith in the storytellers. And they're kind of already seeding. You know, Wong shows up. He's like, Shang-Chi, you know, come with me. You two, do you have the rings? Yes. When you use the rings, it sent off a beacon. Like so basically when he killed the mega soul sucker, yeah. it sent off some sort of beacon in his use of it at that moment that they felt felt all the way over there where Wong was. I forget where they are, where they're where they're Sure. You remember what it's called? Anyway. No. So they felt it all the way over there. Mm-hmm. So we already got we've already heard that, you know, either when Wu found it in a in a in a tomb or we found it in a crater. So this whole idea of like, these are from somewhere else. And there's a story about the 10 rings themselves that haven't been told yet. So I can imagine that the question marks I have of like, one, how do you use them? And two, 
how is it that the you know Lee from Tao Lung was able to kind of dis? I mean, I, I don't want to think too hard about it, but you know, yeah. Detective Newman, like, sure, sure. It's like you know, in martial arts, if you if you have this unstoppable move, and then Daniel does the the crane kick, you explain <laughs> the crane kick to me, and I yeah. understand why the crane kick worked because mm-hmm. you told me, like you yeah. showed me special kick. You know, I did my special move. I just don't understand if this is this thing from outer space or mm-hmm. wherever it's from that's this overpowering thing how how did these people overcome and i guess there's just more story to tell i'm sure that we haven't seen this is not the the final form of shung chi and his ability and, and power set and him tapping into what does it mean to be half tao lungian I'm, you know what i mean like yeah. what is what does that mean that you're half cuz he's kind of half american not half american he's half from his father well yeah his 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 father is human he's Uh half human and half i don't know you get what i'm trying to say yeah sure i mean a talo we we haven't even gotten into it but talo if they're humans talo is is a totally different realm than we have seen in in the mcu before i mean like we may as well walked into scripture you know like they walk into a magical place yeah like this is hold up this is 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 a different realm yeah, they got, they have, you know, mythical beasts dragons. walking around. They've got, and it is a very special place, special energy. It is accessible only by some. I really enjoy the right. kind of Indiana Jones element of like the yeah. moving forest. Temple of Doom thing. That's dope. So, you know, uh, that is interesting because we don't know much about Talo, and I'm sure we can find out things over time. And, um, oh man, there's just, there's so much to praise about this movie. I really enjoyed it. If this was the first installment of this character, I can't wait to see how it levels up and where we go from here. And I hope the elements that made this movie special continue to evolve and stay present so we get to see new iterations, you know, more, more fight scenes like this Marvel, like take the action seriously, treat it differently. The CG stuff is fun. But I think we're all starting yeah. to see the blueprint on this. So, you know, I want to see more surprises for sure. Right. Um, before we shut it down, what you what did you make of the uh the uh credit scenes? Uh um, oh yeah. So uh, during the credits, right, we have the first time the credits where they're doing karaoke and Wong comes through, right? Right. And uh, no, well, no, they're I'm eating sorry. And Wong yeah, comes there were through. there were some friends, which is another interesting element. Katie and Shang Chi are just like you know, in terms of like, you know, yeah. being queer or something, they are out, right? Like people are like, oh, you're superheroes. You fall dragons. They're just right. talking about it very openly. <laughs> There's yeah. no double identity it's or anything funny. Their like friends that. are like, come on, stop making fun of me. And it's like, it, but what's funny is it's full circle. It's like, it's, yeah. the, it's the opening scene and the, and, the, and the closing scene. It's like, it's the same scene, which is yeah. like, no, we're living up to our uh our abilities we're actually doing everything you just said yeah but it's so beyond what you can imagine you feel like we're making fun of you yeah and it's like no it's just that even what your understanding your expectation of us what 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 our real true calling is greater than what you can even fathom yes yeah you know so what i'm saying that that first post credit scene i i'm excited because that is the one where Marvel, they've, Marvel's done this countless times, where they say, oh, you thought Loki was the big bad. Well, he was working for somebody else. Oh, you mm-hmm. thought Ronan the Accuser was the guy. Well, he was, he, like, his boss is Thanos. And so this is one of those moments where we say, 
Uh, you know, that beacon is going off. It's connecting with something. There's a lot that I need to explain to you, which means there's a lot right. of blank page that we get to fill in over the next couple months, years. Can't wait about that. Yeah. And, and even the thing that was most interesting is that no, all, they had some of the smartest people there. Yeah. Sorcerer, not Sorcerer Supreme, but Sorcerer in Wong. I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. Super smart Dr. Hulk, who is now unhulkified. Yeah but still has the injured arm. So where does this take place in time and how, and what happened there, whatever. Captain but Marvel. He don't know what it is. Yeah. Carol Captain Danvers Marvel, is there and she's like, <laughs> space cop. I don't she know. don't know what it is. Yeah. And she's always got to leave. And I'm sure we're going to get in, in, in the Marvels. Like, why is she always leaving? What is she doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is yeah, she on call? Is she a Uber, she's a space Uber driver. What's going on? I think that is, she is always on call or something like that. It's always a BRB situation. And then you don't see it for right. a long time. He's got my number. I, yeah. I don't have her number. But you <laughs> and then uh, the the second post credit scene at the very end of the credits. I'm very excited that uh, we're going to keep Xiaoling around as a character. Uh, Menger Zhang played uh, the sister of Shang Chi, and Xiaoling was so cool, man. Her move set was awesome. Yes. She was a badass. She was icy. She had a lot yeah. to work through. She was strong. She was driven. And you know, often is the case with these yeah. origin stories. You know, we have the main character and then some of the side characters we we may not see again but this is establishing that the 10 rings is now in her control the organization Mm -hmm. the 10 rings so she's going to continue being a force to be reckoned with and that is very exciting to me because i just thought the character was dope i I really liked her yeah when she was talking about some let me go i was like you better not yeah kill this character right and I'm glad she's still here. And I like the idea that she's running the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. I hope that Shung Chi gets to stay street level. Yeah, and he doesn't end up outer space, dude. You know what I'm saying? We sure. need some street level stories. Yeah, we need some stuff that's happening on. And I understand we're in outer space and you, you know, as Guardians of the Galaxy and all that kind of stuff. But we need some people who are able to like keep their feet on the ground and deal with regular stuff yeah yeah because you i mean very on a technical level you can't get those really exciting fight scenes between shang chi and a cg demon you know from outer space it just doesn't work the same right you know and and i i I want that i want that kinetic storytelling to stay within this character so yeah i I agree with you on that yeah yeah Uh uh-huh mm-hmm yeah let's get in the letter grades uh b plus for me easy I'm yeah. I'm saying it's a B plus for me. I I want to give it an A. I want to give it even higher than that. But I also want to like mention you know, something that we said and emphasize this. Uh, Marvel, you're toeing the line a little bit. You push okay. you push two steps forward, and you still take one step back. And for me, we need to really start. Uh, changing some things up and exploring the form. If you have two thirds of an excellent movie and then the finale is like something we keep seeing over and over again, you're sabotaging yourself. You're stopping yourself from greatness. I understand there's risk involved, but I think we have had enough time and buy-in that you can take the risks and see if people are going to stick with you. And uh, I want to see them figure out the finales, like clean these jaws up. I don't need to have the CG explosion fireworks factory every single time so if the finale was different for me if we had a better storytelling in terms of the finale and the fight scenes between the death dealer and shang chi or wen wu and shang chi i would have probably felt differently but for me this is a b plus 
Yeah, I give this a B plus as well. Yeah. Um, and I do get what you're saying. I mean, uh, Denis Villeneuve has made his comments recently Ooh, yep. about uh, cut and paste in Marvel movies. Yeah. And yada, yada, yada. And one, let people like what they like. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Come on. Everybody doesn't have to like everything. I am a person. My mother says, she's like, I, you like Top Shelf. And I was like, yes, I do. I mean, I am a fan of quality things. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I can appreciate all kinds of different things. Absolutely. I'm going to watch Dune. I saw a trailer for it. It looks epic. Can't wait. And I am definitely going to watch <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch Venom. I'm definitely going to watch The Eternals. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to watch Hawkeye. Like, I mean, and at the same time, I can hear the note of the cut and paste in what you're saying of like, really, CG fight at the end again? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah. at the end of the day, that's what the whole thing about fast fashion is. Mm-hmm. Fast food is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, what, that's why uh, Honda Civics exists. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, like, that's just it. It is accessible. It is accessible. It is reliable. It is consistent. Those mm-hmm. are not bad things. And I understand, you know, filmmakers of all different varieties want to say, as a filmmaker, I am doing this to share my voice. I'm doing things. I don't give a shit what people think about it. I have to get these ideas out. Well, and, there's, and I appreciate those I appreciate people. this as well. But you, we you need don't, those people You to don't like go that. to the House of Ideas, you know, Marvel owned by Disney for that kind of thing. And it's exciting when we get to see Marvel get close to those things, to dabble in those things, but don't get it twisted. Like exceptional candy is still candy. It's just different. It's still candy. It's just different, you know? Right. And this ain't Skittles. Let's let's be honest. And we've talked about Skittles before. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is really good stuff. These yeah. are really good. I mean, listen, one of my favorite mo- moments in movies, and we told you we was going to spoil the, the wider MCU. Yeah. When Cat pick up that hammer, it's one yes. of my favorite experiences in the movie. Yeah, incredible. It's rewarding. In a movie theater. Yeah. I don't think I can remember ever feeling so much delight. And I don't know if I'll ever feel like that again. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Because no one, I mean, how many years did they put into that moment? I know. And at the same time, I expect a lot from Dune. Yeah, same. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And Arrival, I don't, and, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, like, we're allowed to mm-hmm. have different kinds of movies. And I hear what you're saying about the end, see, the end of these movies. And at the same time, I thought Shang-Chi was great. Uh, yeah, and it, I, I agree. Be I plus. thought it was great. And, you know, on the note of Arrival, something that's very interesting now that Villeneuve is in the conversation, you know, Arrival is an interesting movie because it says, what if there was a sci-fi movie where people weren't fighting, blowing stuff up? And that was the point. There's a lot of conversation. People are talking with one another on a page. And me saying this out loud to anybody, people are like... Snooze fest, come on. What are we doing? But, you know, he executes, explores new ideas, and it's possible. And I I don't think Marvel is going to roll out a movie where, you know, they talk it out. But I also know part of the reason why I love the What If T'Challa was Star-Lord episode of What If is because it suggests that certain characters are capable of getting through yep. conflict without yep. beating on each other. And it says a lot about T'Challa. And it says a lot about the, the control that they have over the character and what they do. I just think that's incredible also. So yeah, there, there's room for more exploration. I want to see a little more because I am, you know, you, you show me the same stuff 
time and time again. I'll be happy, but it'll wane a little bit every time. Mm-hmm. I all. mean, but we also got things like what if we've also got things yes. like WandaVision and yeah. Loki, you know, yeah. so they're showing they're showing us different stuff in different places using different mediums. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so Internet, we'd like to know what you guys think about Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. Hit us up on the interwebs, specifically Twitter, at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderis, or at Comic Book Junto. And um, that's all we've got for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's nice on the docket? We have a long backlog. Even, uh, Evangelion, the one, one, one point, what is it? One point. Three point come on, man. Get it straight. It's so easy. Three, it's 3.0 plus 1.01. Oh so we thrice upon a time. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of rolls off the tongue. I saw no, Candyman. So I saw the Nia DaCosta Candyman. I want to so talk about Candyman. We can Man. discuss this as well. Mm-hmm. I have thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to talk about Evangelion. Yes. Yeah, I think and that's And we've also be got uh, episode six of What If. That's right. Uh, uh, yes, Killmonger, which, by the way, connected yeah. to Shang-Chi in a very interesting and subtle way that in I, I found way, pretty yeah. satisfying. Yeah. So I'm very excited to have that conversation, too. That's coming soon. Yep. So, yes, Internet, we have much more to talk about. So we will be returning. The comic book Junto will return mm-hmm. in the next episode or whatever. Yeah. That's so, right. So we love y'all. Until next time, peace. Peace. <laughs>